10. 1 Kings 17, chapter 17, verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Boy, two powerful words. Fear not. Go and do as you have said, but make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me, and after, after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail. Until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she, her son, and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which was spoken by Elijah. And I want to use just for a few moments. A handful of meal. And a little oil. A handful of meal. And a little oil. This widow woman took all she had. What little she had. And she gave it to God. And he made it much. I said she took what little she had. And she gave it all to God. And he took that little that she had. And made it much. A handful of meal. And a little all. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence here tonight. Lord, we cannot make it without your presence. We need the anointing, the leading and guiding of your spirit. Lord, I just ask you to anoint this word. Lord, help me to bring it to your people and anoint us that we may receive what you would have us to hear. And God, I ask, Lord, that you would go before each of us and meet every need of your people. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say it. Amen. At this time of the text that we read, Israel found themselves under the rule of a man named Ahab. And his wife was a woman named Jezebel. And we've all heard of Jezebel, one of the most wicked women in, in, in the Bible. And she would lead Israel along with Ahab deep into sin. She would lead them far into idol worship of this uh, of of idol heathen gods like uh, e even at times they would worship mountains. But they would uh, specifically worship a god named Baal. And this god named Baal was su supposed to be over the elements, over the weather and all of this. And Israel was going deep into idol worship. The Bible says that Ahab uh, was more wicked than any man that had ever reigned for Israel. 
And they found themselves deep in sin. So deep that God would take this man, Elijah. They found themselves so far from God, Israel did, that God would send this man named Elijah and he would tell Elijah to go to Ahab and uh, tell Ahab that there would not be rain, that the, that the heavens would be shut and that there would be no rain on the earth for three uh, and a half years until he was saved. And they found themselves in a famine. Now you may be thinking how this kind of goes together. When you leave God, when you leave God's Word, Famine is sure to come. Yes. Famine is sure to come when you leave God. Amen. And you see, we see a lot of the church world today trying to preach another message. But they're finding themselves yes. in famine. Can somebody hear me tonight? You see, the Bible says that if you preach anything but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If you preach anything but Jesus Christ, the Son of God, it's another Jesus. And we find much of the church world trying to find another way. Trying to say there's another way. There's, uh, we see the, the seeker sensitive. They're, they're taking surveys of what people want to hear. And they're taking that and putting it in the pulpit and preaching it. They're open book, opening books that's not the Bible. But listen, we better not leave the Word of God. Thus saith the Lord is what we need. When I, my last year of Publix, my last semester, they started offering a, a class. And they, they, it wasn't allowed to be called religious, but it was history of the Bible. And it was just uh, starting in Virginia, and it started in some other places. And uh, let me tell you, for a long time, they said Bibles were not allowed in the school building. And as I, I didn't take the class because I, I, I didn't know, I was unsure about it. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I had my classes labeled out anyway, and, and I would have had to drop my mom. And if I did that, mom's class was just kind of a free period for me. You know, I could show up late. And, <laughs> oh, Lord. I would either have to drop her or Alice. And boy, I got them two around my fingers. So I wasn't going to do that. But they started offering Bible. And the class filled up pretty fast. And they, they told the teachers uh, that you weren't allowed to make it in any way spiritual. You weren't allowed to... Uh, uh, you weren't allowed to uh, put the spotlight on Jesus Christ that, that He saved, but it was more the history of the Bible. I didn't take the class myself, so I don't exactly know how it went. But let me tell you, when you open this book and start to read the, read the words in it, there is power in yes. that book. Yes. Not in the book itself, but in the words that's written in it because the Holy Spirit wrote every single word yes. ordained by God. Yes. And when you, let, let me just give you an example. I was walking in the hallway after they at, offered this class. And walking out of this class was a young man. I won't say his name. Some of you guys would know him. And he would walk out of that class. Never thought I would ever talk to this uh, guy about the Bible. And he'd come up to me and he had a question for me. So I, I said, I, it took me by shock. Because, you know, uh, being, being a Christian in public school, a lot of times... Um, you know, you, people don't want to bring up the Bible around you because they think, well, there, you know, 
um, somebody that's better than me or something. So a lot of times, you know, and I never forced it on anybody. You know, that's not what we should do. I never forced it on anybody. But when people asked me and wanted to talk to me or my mom or anybody, we were open to talk. And this, this boy sat down in my class um, with me. He was in my uh, first block class. And he had just came, or his second block class. And he just came out of Bible. And he sat down and he said, JT, uh, I've, I've been thinking and, and I've been debating in my life for a long time about something, about going to church. And he said, you know, I've been thinking about getting saved, but I just don't know when I should do it. And I thought, oh, here's my chance. And I looked at him and said, listen, now is the best time to get your life to Christ. Right now is the day. Let me tell you, when we bring the Bible, when we bring prayer back into the schools, we're going to see young people that's going to be coming from bondages. We're going to see young people with chains falling off of them. But we see... We see much of the church nowadays that's leaving the Word of God. And we see many Christians that are trying to find other ways. But let me tell you, when you do that, you will surely find yourself in famine. There is no other way. There is no other gospel. You see, Paul would say that Satan, he don't try to destroy the gospel, but he tries to pervert the gospel. That, that means he don't try to turn it completely around. He tries to put stuff in it that says, well, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I can sin and grace will just, just cover it up. Maybe I no longer have to repent. It was, it's all under the blood. He tries to put stuff in it like that. Or he tries to say, well, you know what? You can't come to church unless your hair is this long. Somebody, I, I'm preaching to us. You can't come to church unless you're wearing this, that, and this. You can't come to church if you've lived a lifestyle that, 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 that has sin in it. Let me tell you, it's for whoever will come. Whosoever will. He didn't say you have to have this kind of degree or this kind of degree to be used. He said if you are just a willing vessel, you don't have to be a vessel of gold or of silver. Just one that yields. And the church has gotten away from the Word of God. We're seeing the doctrines of man being preached. We're seeing things like that. Now, the church is holy. Don't get me wrong. The church is supposed to be holy. But when you start saying the things that I do is what makes me holy, I'm sorry, but you've lost track. When Moses was going in the desert and he passed the burning bush, he, he seen it and he seen that the bush was burning. But it wasn't consumed. And you see, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary to see a bush in a desert that was burning. Because it was hot and, and, it, and it would burn. But what he's seen that was out of the ordinary is he's seen that it wasn't consumed. Good. And then God would speak to Moses and would say, Moses, take off thy shoes for the ground that you stand on is holy. Now you see, there was nothing special about that certain ground. There wasn't anything special about that bush. It wasn't a special kind of, you know, monkey grass bush or dogwood. But I don't know what I don't know what they they're called. But it wasn't a special bush. It wasn't special ground. What made it holy was because God was in it. Yeah. I said because God was in it. 
You're not holy because what you do. You're holy because who you are in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. And you see, we've left the simple gospel. It's simple. It's Jesus Christ. And what He did at Calvary's cross for us. And that He rose on the third day. And He's seated by the right hand of the Father. Amen. But you see, Israel left that. And famine came. And as I talked about, I'm just going to hit on it real quickly. Uh, uh, Elijah would, would meet with the prophets of Baal. He would meet Ahab. And on, on a mount, and he would tell them the God that ain't, how long will you halt, he would say, between two opinions. Either serve Baal or serve God, but you can't serve them both. And he would tell them that, uh, I will, I'll tell you what, he would say, he would say I, I got a little challenge for you. We'll just see who's really God. And he said, we'll, we'll dress two, uh, 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 two altars and... We'll, we'll get a bullock and we'll put it on the altar. And we won't put fire on it. But the God that answers yes. when we call by fire, Ooh. He is God. Amen. And the prophets of Baal said, alright, we'll do that. We'll get the same exact altars. We'll, we'll get the same thing. We won't put fire on it. We'll let the God that answers by fire be God. Amen. Well, the prophets of Baal let, put their altar and they started calling on Baal and Doing all these wild rituals and everything else, and 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 it, and it said that the time went on and went on and nothing happened. And I like what Elijah started doing. He said, "Well, maybe your God is sleeping." Come on. He said, "Maybe he's gone to break or something. Maybe he's gone to lunch." That's what I'm. I'm not joking. Go back and read it. He really started started making fun of him and mocking him. Amen. Because let me tell you, we, uh, let, there's only one God yes, that's alive in the world. And he would say, maybe he's sleeping. So they would get so mad, them prophets of Baal, and they would jump on the altar. They would cut themselves and jump on the altar that they made and, 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 and beat it down. And then when they were done, the Bible says about the time of the evening sacrifice. Amen. And that two thousand or so, so many years later, about that same time, Jesus died on the cross. About the evening sacrifice. And what the Bible says about Elijah is that he he didn't he didn't just use the altar they were doing. He did, he repaired the altar. Amen. Hear me. He repaired the altar. Before listen, God's not going to answer by fire until the altar is repaired. You see, the altar in itself, it was a type of Jesus Christ dying on the cross because they would take a bullock and they would sacrifice that bullock, a bloodshed sacrifice of an animal. It was a type of what Jesus did at the cross. But the, the church has left that. They say, we don't need the cross. We don't need Jesus Christ and what He did at the cross. We just want to use that for something else. We found a new way, a new, a new uh, God's in a paradigm shift, they're saying. He's finding a, God ain't in no paradigm shift. I serve a God that don't change. He changes not. And He repaired the altar. What does that mean? He started... I'm going to put it in the terms we need to put it on. Put it in. We need to preach Jesus Christ. We need to take what's been messed up and preach Jesus Christ saved. Jesus Christ heals. He baptizes with the Holy Ghost. 
He died on Calvary, rose again, and He is coming back. Glory to God. And then the fire fell on the altar. Amen. And Elijah said that when the fire fell on the altar, and I'm getting ahead of myself, that rain would come. You see, rain's not going to come until the church gets the fire to fall. And to get the fire of the fall, we've got to preach the true gospel. We've got to repair the altar. But in the midst of this famine, God would send Elijah. He would send him to the brook and he would say, during this famine, uh, I'm going to send a raven your way to feed you. And you will drink from the, uh, the brook and he'll bring bread and meat. And, and God would do that for so long for Elijah and eventually the brook would dry up. And he told Elijah that I have prepared a widow woman to sustain you. Amen. So Elijah would go and, and he would tell Elijah to go to Zarephath. So Elijah would go with the word of the Lord and he would find this widow woman as she was on her way gathering sticks. And he would come up to this woman and I imagine it took her by shock because you see this woman had a, a, a child Amen. that she was trying her best to supply for in this famine. Amen. There was no water. There was hard, the, 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 the crops had dried up. Think about it. The, the, the animals without being able to get water, they were diseased and, and they, were, uh, without, they were slim. There was no, no kind of healthy meat. And there were, it was so hard to get any kind of food or water. Uh, the crops had dried up. The, 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 the water had dried up. The, the leaves had withered. The trees were dying in the midst of this three and a half year famine. Amen. And he would come up to her. And as she was on her way, the Bible says, to gather two sticks that her and her son may dress them and eat and die. See, she had came to the end of herself. She knew that there was nothing else she could do. She, she knew how bad it was. I, I imagine she wouldn't tell her son. She didn't have the heart to tell him. He would say, Mom, I'm getting hungry. I need something to eat. Can we, can we eat? And she would say, let's just wait a little longer. She didn't have the heart to tell him that they were dealing with their last little bit. Amen. You think of this. And, and she found herself at the end of herself. And the boy would go over to the, the barrel that they kept the meal and he would say, well, Mom, we, we've got a little bit left. We've just got a little left. We can, we can eat this and, and we'll, we'll find some more. And, and Mom, in, the, in the, the, the cruise, we've just got a little oil left, just a little bit in the cruise. We've got a little bit left. We can make it on this and maybe we can find some more. We can borrow some more. And, and, and the mom was sitting there knowing that there was no way to get it. Amen. But you see, when you come to the end of yourself... That's when God starts to work. Yeah. 
When you come to the end of your own supply. When you say, you know what, I can't do this any longer on my own. I can't make it any longer. I can't fight this battle any longer. I can't deal with this sin any longer on myself. I've got to find an answer. Something that's greater than my own strength. Something that's greater than me. I've got to find something. Have you been there when you felt like you couldn't make it any longer? But God said, I'm stepping in right here. When there was no more road left to travel, but God made a way. When there was a river in your way, but He parted the Jordan for you. Can you testify that He's made a way for you tonight? I tell you, when you have no more means to make it, God's got you right where He wants you. Because He said, I will, I will. Come through for you. Amen. Glory to God. I serve a God that never fails. He's never failed one. And he's not going to start with you. If you'll say I believe. I, if thou canst believe. All things are possible. You may find yourself in a, in a place. Where it's hard to believe. But that man with his child. Uh, that was demon possessed. Came to Jesus. And Jesus said if thou canst believe. And he said Lord. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Help it. That's not a bad prayer to pray. If you just feel like you can't. If you can't say. Lord. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And he just needs a mustard seed. I said he just needs a mustard seed. See a lot of Christians think that we serve a God that will. You don't, they don't have this kind of faith. I ain't dealing with it. No. God will take anything He can get to get you. A lot, of Christ, a lot of churches are preaching, well, if you do this, if you, if you commit this sin, you're gone. You can't. God will kick you to the side and He'll never use you. No. God is trying His best. He will do whatever it takes to keep you. It's, I'm sorry, but it's not, it's not a one, uh, a three strike and you're out Amen. situation as a Christian. Amen. You're going to find yourself th more than three times by your bedside saying, Lord, I blew it. But you're going to find yourself more than three times when God says, I don't care if you blew it. I'm bringing you back. I'm bringing you back to me. Glory to God. God's like a fisherman. When a, when, when, a, when a fish is trying to struggle and get away, the fisherman don't say, hey, you know what, go on. But that fisherman tugs and says, I ain't letting you go. I'm not letting you go. But now if that fish keeps on tugging and pulling, eventually the line's going to break. But God ain't going to let you go, child of God. A lot of people would have said, Peter, you're through. You denied Christ. But Jesus looked at Peter and said, Feed my sheep. He said, feed my sheep. And this widow woman, and I'm going to hurry through this. She was taken by shock. This man, Elijah. I know word had to spread about this man called Elijah that performed miracles. And this man that was coming up uh, that would take such a great stand for the gospel. And... She's seen him and Elijah would say unto her, will you get me a, uh, a drink of water? Amen. And she said, you know, all right, I, I, can, I can get him a drink of water. We, we've got a supply of water that we can make it. And then, then she would say, okay, and I'm going to do that. But then he would call out and say, and get me a cake 
of bread. And I know that when he said that, her heart had to drop. She knew that she couldn't give him bread. She knew that she didn't have the bread to give him. And she would say this. She would say, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. And she would say, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. Now you see, we, what I told you at the beginning, it doesn't matter what you've got. It doesn't matter what your past might say about you. It doesn't matter what little resources you might have to work with. If you'll bring what little you've got to God, He will take it and use it. It reminds me of when He fed the 5,000. And, and there was more than 5,000. That was just the men. There was probably about 15,000 people there. And Jesus said, we can't send these people away hungry. And Peter and, and, and Thomas and the disciples said, well, Lord... How are we going to feed so many? We've just got five loaves and two fish. We just have a little lad that has the lad. He just has the little boy that carried the food around for him. Uh, he just has five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, just give it to me. Just give it to me. I said, just give it to me. If you'll just give it to me, we'll feed them all. But not only will we feed them all, we'll have some left over. And she said to him, Behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. Amen. This is the shape she was in. Uh, she, she looked at Elijah and said, I'm, I'm taking our last meal to my son and then we're going to die. Come on, come but Elijah said this, If you'll trust me, if you'll just trust if you'll just trust. He said this. Fear not. Now you see Satan has, has got so many Christians uh, in a corner. Making them think that he's going to take them under. He's got so many Christians thinking that, that, that he's going to make an end of them. That, he's got, that they're on their ledge and he's going to push them off the ledge. Well I've got news for you. If he could have did that to you. He would have already done it. But look you're right here tonight. God is in control. Do not fear, child of God. Do not fear. If you'll just turn to God, you have no reason to fear. You have no reason to fear. And he would say, fear not. You think of those words used by Christ. When Think about it. Christ came into the disciples and, and the first words that he said to him after he was resurrected. Yeah. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Think of that. And he would say to her. Fear not. And go and do as you would have said. But make me there of a little cake first. <coughs> I see a lot of Christians. Want to say well. Let me do this for me and, and let me just do this and then I'll get to you, Lord. Come on. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I, I will tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll do it. But you see, if, if you're not putting God first, Amen. 
If you're not putting God first, that little bit that you have to work with, if you use it, if you try to use it before you give it to God. But he said, make me a little cake first. And then he said this. I like this, boy. You've heard a thousand messages probably preached on this. For thus saith the Lord, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail. I want you to think of those words. The barrel mill shall not waste. You see, anything you give to God, you're not wasting it. Anything that you give to God, it shall not waste. Anything that you take and you say, God... I give it to you, whether it be, it might be your finances, it might be uh, uh, your, your circumstances, it might be your life. But as long as you give it to God, as long as you give it to Christ, it will not waste. Jesus was on, about to be crucified and Mary came up with an alabaster box of precious ointment. And she would take that ointment and pour it on Christ and they say that that was worth about $15,000, that, that just bottle, that alabaster box of precious ointment. And Judas would look and say, Master, what is this waste? And Jesus would say, I'm sorry, this ain't a waste. But this will be a memorial. You'll hear about this as long as the gospel is being preached. Let me tell you something. When you come to church... And you can't help but lift your hands and cry. That's not a waste. When you say, you know what? I don't feel like it, but I'm going to the house of God. That's not a waste. When you see young people get up here and start singing songs for Jesus Christ. That's not a waste. Glory to God. When you can't go to sleep at night. Because you're just so thankful for what God's done for you. Just want to praise Him. That's not a waste. Anything that you take and give it to God, it shall not waste. And if you'll just give what little bit you've got. It may be minute. It may be so small. But if you'll just give it to God. Satan's got some of you. And there's some here tonight. Where Satan's got you thinking, boy, I've just got about this much faith left. I've just got about this much faith left. Listen, if you'll take that much faith and you'll give it to God. You'll say, God, I trust you. God, I'm holding on. It doesn't matter how what I have to go through. I give you my all. If you'll just give that to God, the barrel of meal shall not waste. And the cruise of oil shall not fail. So she made that cake for Elijah with her boy, her little boy, waiting at home. She thought to herself, well, this is our last meal. I'm making this right here and then we're going to die after this, is what she said. And and I imagine in her mind she thought, well, I've not got nothing to lose. Let me tell you, you've not got nothing to lose. You've done been through the ringers. You've done been through hell and high water. You don't have anything else to lose. Just give it to God. So she made the cake. 
of bread. She put that oil on top of it to make it rise up and cook it. And she gave it to Elijah. She would bring Elijah in and keep him during this famine. But if you've got God, and Elijah's a type of Christ here. If you've got Jesus Christ in your house through the famine, it don't matter what kind of famine you're going through, you will make it through. Jordan and Emily said that they came to the house that they've got in Kentucky. And Jordan said, I just felt the need and I'll just put oil on my feet and walk around that property, around that house. If you build a house that is built on Jesus Christ, if it's built on a rock, it shall not fall. Glory to God. The winds will beat on it. The storms will come. The famines will come. But if it's built on Christ, it shall not fall. Hear that tonight, church. Good. Good job. Thank you, Lord. And he said, she had nothing to lose. Mm. And then it said, she went and she did. That was a type, and I'm closing. That was a type when she, when she, when Elijah told her what to do, the Bible says she went and did. She trusted. Mm -hmm. She said, you know what? These heathen gods ain't been doing anything for me. They just ain't been doing no good to me. They ain't been doing anything. Mary told one lady one time, she said, well, I do this and I, I do a sacrifice on Tuesday and I do a, a, a dedication on Thursday. And, and, and Mary said, she worships some kind and I'm not throwing off on this lady. But Mary looked at it and said, well, let me ask you this. What, kind, what has your God done for you? Because I'll tell you what mine's done for me. He's brought me out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Good. And she said, she went and she did. And she gave that cake to Elijah. And I imagine her boy came. I heard, I heard another preacher say this. I'm going to steal it. That boy come up to her. And he said, well, Mom, are we going to eat? And she said, Son, I'm sorry. But I just gave my last, our last little bit to the man of God. And I just gave it to him. And the boy said, no, Mom. There's still some in the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, wait a minute. I just got that out of the barrel. And he said, no, no, no wait. No, I, I think I see just a little oil in the cruise. Uh -huh. Hang on a minute. Amen. Wait a minute, Mom. There's some meal in the barrel. You say you got rid of it? And she said, yeah, I gave it to the man of God. But there's some left in the barrel. There's a little oil left in the cruise. There's a little meal left in the barrel. There's a little oil left in the cruise. Glory to God. If you'll give it to God, it shall not waste and it shall not fail. And every day from that point on, the Bible says she and her son and her house, not just her and her son, but she brought the neighbors over. Said, y'all hungry? Come on over. I know somebody. I know somebody that can supply. That's it. Yes. They was asking her all over, all over town, where are you getting this? And she would say, I'm glad you asked. Have you heard of Jesus Christ? Have you heard of Jesus? And that, pre that preacher I'm talking about, he said that she started the first, uh, first all-you-can-eat buffet, Golden Corral, right there. I tell you, if you'll just give it to God, church, if you'll just give it to Jesus, it shall not be. Glory to God. I feel it. I feel that tonight. 
I don't know about y'all, but that there's some of us that have that on, little bit. And we need to say, it, God, I give it to you. Woo! I give it to you. Take it out of your hands and put it in his tonight. Hallelujah. Good job, son. Come on. Come on. What are you going to say? 